1: You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah Utes. Now, your hosts,
0: Cameron, Ryan, and Scott.
1: Welcome on into to the Utah Man Podcast on this episode. We're looking at the wide receivers, tight ends, and the offensive line. I'm Cameron, and we got Ryan.
0: What's up, Ute Nation?
1: And Scott.
0: Hey, hey,
2: hey.
1: What is up, gentlemen?
2: You know, another, just back at it. Just just studying this Utah offense in the spring here. Another week
0: has gone by and still no assistant basketball coach.
1: <laughs> no assistant coach. Hopefully soon. I'm
2: not sure. I'm not sure Craig Smith knows there's a coaching vacancy. <laughs> <laughs> has anybody told him? <laughs>
0: Hey, dude, your top guy left the program.
2: He went to West Dakota.
1: <laughs> we are in the full swing of spring football. We did quarterbacks and running backs last week. Uh, this week, we'll out the rest of the offense. Uh, but hey, it is spring. The Masters was on. Scott, Ryan, I know you guys are, are big golf guys. How was the Masters for you?
0: It was good. It was awesome. It's, it's always a good Tiger weekend. Woods.
1: I, I saw he played, but that's as yeah. much as I followed.
0: He didn't play well. He played well the first two days,
2: but... Then his didn't. leg fell off on the weekend. <laughs>
1: <Jeez>. <laughs> All right, that's enough golf talk for me. Let's jump into this uh, Utah wide receiver group. So obviously when you're looking at this wide receiver group, you know guys like Solomon Enos stand out. That's a senior who's been in the program for five years now. Uh I think the biggest thing though, when you look at it from top to bottom, Covey's not there. For the first time in fifteen years, Covey is not on the roster. <laughs> in
0: fifteen years.
2: <laughs> kind of a sad day to be honest with you, not seeing not seeing Covey. But I'm telling you right now, I I know I know it's not fall and I know we're not doing our breakout players, but I'm securing mine.
1: I know my who and, he's gonna pick. Don't do it, Donny Teppins, do, no, baby. No, no, no. Yep, that's my guy. No, he, he's my guy. No, no, I'm Back calling off, it. Cam. No, I call it no. first. I am gonna mute your mic.
2: You can't double stamp a triple stamp.
1: <laughs> I am gonna mute you.
2: <laughs> my guy, just you can refer to him as my guy moving forward. No, cam.
1: I have and, him. No, and, on my show he, notes, I have he, him he, highlighted in yellow as Covey 2.0.
2: Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> I have it. No, I want you to prove it to our listeners. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh,
1: so, let actually, let's let's kind of jump into that. So, Covey's gone. So, I took passing yards for all of last year. Uh, Utes were at 3,000 yards. Covey was at 514, so about 20% of the passing yardage was all Covey. Where do you guys think Utah kind of picks that up? Is it with the Ryan Pippins? Is it with the Money Parks? Where do you guys kind of see someone filling in into that slot receiver of Covey?
2: Well, I, I think I mean you're you're, you're going to see a heavy dose of the tight ends, and uh, is there going to be is there going to be just this breakout star um, from the wide receiver group? I think if there is, it's going to be Devon Bay. And and I, I'm not, I don't know that you can consider him a, a breakout because of what he's already done. And he's already kind of proven himself last year with such a big, big year, important catches at critical times throughout the year. But I think, I think Bailey, man, I think he's going to have a big season and, and, and really could step into that number one clear cut guy that Covey was last year. I mean, Solomon Enos. I think we've all been waiting for him to to be that guy. And it, I just, it's, I just don't see it happening. He'll, he'll be a valuable part of the offense. He's going to be a great blocker down the field. He's going to catch a handful of balls, but he's not going to be the guy. I think, I think Vele has an opportunity to be that guy. Um, and then, and then you're going to see some young guys can, can Money Parks, you know, break out? Can Jalen Dixon or Makai Cope? Um, or even a, a Ryan Pepin's. I mean, there's going to be opportunity. Somebody, somebody is going to step up. But, uh, but I still think. I mean, it's it's we're tight end. You at this point, we're it's going to the, the offense is going to go through those tight ends and through the running game.
1: Well, I think definitely it, I agree to that. It's going to be the tight end show, especially with what's coming back there. Um, I, I think for me on that point with Solomon Enos, I think he can be the guy. I just think he needs the opportunity. He just never really gets the ball thrown to him, um, and I think it's, he's,
2: he's a four-year starter. Cam, what what opportunity has he not had? I, <laughs> I'm
1: mm-hmm. just saying. I think he can be the number one guy.
2: You really think that? I really I don't think know that, that he's fast enough.
1: Ooh, I have to disagree. I think he's plenty, plenty fast.
2: You know what? This is this hard take. I'm not sure he's good enough to be the number one guy ouch no and i I mean i'm not saying that harshly but i mean the guy's been he's been a starter for four years and yes have we have we've harped on this podcast over and over again man our quarterbacks are just not you know they haven't been through his through his career here at utah we've had some shaky quarterback performances (laughs) Um, obviously outside of last year from Cam rising and, and we've harped on the fact that the wide receiver, or excuse me, that the quarterbacks have just not been able to get him the ball, but I'm not so sure that's the case. Is it the quarterback can't get in the ball or is he just not getting open?
1: No, I, I honestly think he just hasn't been targeted as much as other guys.
2: But why is that? Is it because he can't get open?
1: I don't know, Scott. All I know. So
2: it is speed. Ha.
1: <laughs> All I need mean to say is, <laughs> is, I think he can be that number one guy.
2: Maybe this season. I had, Probably I, had, not. I had hopes for that, but those hopes have died. We gave him too much time and it just didn't ever come to fruition.
1: But you have to agree he's a solid wide receiver. No,
0: he's oh, yeah, he's solid. He's and, absolutely solid. He's
2: a great yeah. possession receiver when you need a catch. And, and, And most importantly, I think he's just, he's an absolute team guy. Like he does what's asked of him, right? I'm sure it's been so frustrating. I know from his parents online, um, over the years, been frustrating for them that uh, he's not getting more touches and more opportunities, but the guy does what's asked of him. He's an excellent downfield blocker. Um, and I mean, which is obviously a big part of being a wide receiver. It's not just going out and catching 10 balls. It's going out and blocking for your running back. And obviously as much as Utah runs and breaking big runs, a lot of that's key from having got having wide receivers down the field that can block and, and, and keep poles open. So he's a, he's an important part of the team. There's no doubt. I just, I just don't know that he's going to be a number one type guy.
1: Ryan, where are you going for kind of replacing Covey?
0: Oh, I don't know. I I'm kind of going with you guys that it's going to be a, f- a focal point going to be the tight ends. But as far as you know, someone who's going to jump in and possibly take his spot, it's got to be Pepin's or Dixon. Uh, would be my two two picks.
2: Well, let's let's also not forget Mr. Keithy, technically sliding into more of the slot role. So even though he's still listed as a tight end, we honestly could see Keithy kind of take over Covey's spot.
1: Kind of saw that last season, right, with Keithy kind of moving a little bit all, all over the field, not just um, as the tight end position. We saw him kind of in the backfield a couple times, out on the slot, like you said, Scott. Um, so that, I mean, that could very be well be a possibility. Um, but with this wide receiving group, Scott you you called it out my my breakout player of the year is going to be Ryan Pepin's cheater have you guys seen his his, his like height and weight 58 147 pounds.
0: he's going to get
2: broken
1: he's got to put some meat on that on that frame
2: yeah but but Cam he already weighs more than Jaden Daniels so he's got that going for him
1: <laughs> very true uh but i you know he's he's a is a true freshman Uh, a speedster and I think someone that I think a lot of Utah fans are kind of really excited to see um, you know especially in the spring game coming up and then in the fall and then one guy that we saw a little bit last last season money parks I am really high on money parks and and what he can do with more of a workload with that wide receiver group
0: I like him I think uh, he obviously had that kind of breakout game where he got the touchdown at USC. Um, but I like him. I think he's he's a good receiver, and I, he definitely could be a breakout player this year.
2: Now is the time for Money Parks to break out. He's been in the program a number of years, had that big touchdown catch at USC, and we just have not seen much of him. I'll tell you, if, if he can't break out this year, I'm not sure he's going to break out. Again, this is an opportunity where where the cream should rise to the top. Guys, guys that want an opportunity, that want to show out, they're going to have an opportunity to do that this year. So, I, I man, I'll tell you, I think I think this is a huge year for Money Parks. He's got to show up, or I think I don't think he'll be in in, in uh, the rotation
1: what moving is, forward. What is with Scott and putting like? A barrier in front of all these guys. That if they don't break out this year, that's it for them. That's it. Move on. Find somebody else. I believe. Hey in guys, Utes. guys, I, I don't make.
2: You. I don't make the rules. I mean, I just enforce them. So it is what it is. They, you know, the way Utah is recruiting. If you, if you're given your opportunity and you don't perform, the next guy's going to. There's too much talent on this roster, so. I mean and and we're not even talking about guys that uh, you know are in this recruiting class that potentially could come in and 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 sneak up and steal some time and and maybe some reps from guys that have been on the on the roster for a little while. I mean that Sydney Manzibor man man, I'm butchering that last name. Banasaur. Six five, big wingspan. I don't know. We're going to see whether he ends up as a, a tight end or a wide receiver That Tao Johnson from, uh, uh, from Idaho. So there's, there's guys that show, if they show up in the spring ready to go, I mean, they, they could even jump some of these, these guys. So that's what I'm saying. Money parks, man. Now's the time. Show up or, or transfer out. <laughs> that, that dude, that's, a, that's a new slogan for Kyle. Show up or transfer out.
1: <laughs> I, I you're think, welcome, Kyle. I think definitely kind of the uh, kind of the emergence of Cam Rising is is paying dividends to those recruits that you're speaking of, uh, Scott. Um, and and then lastly, you know, before we we close out on wide receivers, Scott, you brought him up, but we've got to talk about Devon Veley. That kid, you know, kind of snuck up overnight in spring ball last year. Kind of continue that in into the season uh, last year, and, and really, I think as as much as I, I pump up Salminen, like he can be the number one guy, uh, is really going to be Devon Veley. I think he is going to be that leader out of that wide receiver group, and really that number one wide receiver out of that whole roster.
2: The dude's the dude's good, and and you saw it this year as he got confidence, he started making plays, and then he just kept making them game in game out. Um, you know, he, I think he just proved to himself, hey, I can play at this level. And I, I think this guy's a limit. He's got great speed. He's got great length, good hands. I mean, great combination for, for a wide out. And, uh, I mean, another, another guy, Chris Reed, that, uh, recruited out of Florida. Who Florida was trying to trying to swing um, and get his commitment um, late in the process. So I mean, he's another guy who could come in and steal some reps. So I'm telling you, not a lot of experience, but there's there's definitely talent at that wide receiver position,
1: and and definitely with the the help of the tight ends group. You know, you know there's not that much of a burden on the wide receiver groups to produce like other programs because of the weapons in that, in that tight end room. Uh, We'll get into the tight ends. Uh, We got to take a quick break and we come back. We'll hit those up.
0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: All right, so probably the the biggest kind of impact news, I think, that could happen to this Utah offense is they got Brant Keithy and Dalton Kincaid to come back uh, for one more year when they could have entered in the draft and go to the NFL. That is huge. That is so big. When you break out their numbers, Kincaid had 510 yards. Keith, had 611 uh, receiving yards. That's over 1,000 yards between those two guys. That's a third of the passing game was, was to those two guys. And honestly, for them to, to push the NFL back another year to come back, huge for Cam Rising and this offense.
2: Well, and, and there's reports out there that both of them turned down combine Im- invitations to uh, To return, so, so that speaks volumes as far as just what NFL scouts thought of both those guys, and obviously, you know they they both want to work on their game, improve their stock even further, um, and 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 I think even with 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 Keithy is maybe place a little less tight end and show his versatile versatility as maybe a slot receiver in the NFL, and uh, so I mean yeah, it's huge for the program. I mean. Usually, right, you go to the Fiesta Bowl, you go to the Sugar Bowl, and you lose half your roster because everybody, everybody's cashing in to go get drafted and, and move on. And this is the first year coming off, winning the Pac-12, going to the Rose Bowl, that we still return so much talent, both on offense and defense. And at that tight end position, have Keithy back, have Kincaid back, and then you're adding um, Manu McLean. I mean, reports out of spring that Thomas Yasmin's really the light bulb has clicked for him and that he's, you know, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, not to mention just the young guys at the position who we may not really see yet because of so much returning star power.
1: We talk about Kincaid, we talk about Keithy. Uh, but they do need to kind of grow the other kids there, right, for the future. Um, but they're young, but there's they got a lot of stars behind them. They've got a lot of potential from what we're hearing, things we're reading. Uh, and I think that will kind of be key to the success of this tight end group is, yes, it's Kincaid and Keithy all the way, but who else is going to step up? Who Who is going to be kind of that third, maybe fourth tight end at times that can come in and get you, you know, those extra yards can get you that big play when you need it.
0: They're going to run a five tight end set.
2: I, I think there's, there's times where you will see 11 tight ends on the field. <laughs> <laughs> we have the personnel to do it.
0: Well, could you imagine, though, a goal line package where you've got four or five tight ends? And, and you could either run it or you could pass it. Like that keeps the defense guessing. Yeah. You,
2: can you imagine you put all those tight ends and then in the backfield, you have Jalen Glover and Tavion Thomas, <laughs> good luck defense. I mean, the, the options, the, the creativity that Ludwig is going to have, especially the goal line with what Utah does running the ball, the tight ends. I'm telling you, man, this offense is going to break records. They are going to be lights out. You heard it here first, folks. And and since so rudely Cam stole my breakout player offensively, I'm going to graciously, I'm going to be the bigger man. I'm going to oh, let geez. him have Ryan Peppens, and I'm taking my man, Mr. McClain.
1: That's a good one. That that seriously is a good one. I I really see McLean kind of being that third, uh, that third option there at tight end. Um,
0: Dude, I he's guess like that he, just he, leaves he,
2: me with Jalen Glover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why are we not
2: surprised? <laughs> no, I'm telling you right now, McLean is going to be a, a Noah Fant. Dude's got size, he's got speed, he is going to wreck it this year.
1: I can totally see that from him. I think that's a great breakout player, uh, if that's where you're going to go, Scott, when we when we do that later on. And then as we look at the offensive line now, probably the biggest name that I think will be the, the leader of that group, Braden Daniels, I, I think he's really going to be the anchor of the offensive line. Uh he He's the new Nick Ford. He is year. the new Nick Ford. Uh he's moving to left tackle. Uh played right tackle last year. And really I think when he inserted he was inserted at right tackle, uh when when Cam was made the starter, that's when the offensive line really started to gel, work well together. Uh you put him at left tackle, he has taken some uh snaps at center uh due to injuries. Uh but you're looking to replace Nick Ford and Bam Pam Tunican. Uh but like the tight ends there there's a lot of talent there's some depth there that i think uh, coach harding can kind of play around with it and and really solidify his guys uh, who he who he's going to kind of run with this season
2: yeah well this this is a uh, this segment is a real treat for our fans because uh, the o line is really um kind of our uh our hot spot you know it's where uh, we thrive and uh, our knowledge of the o line is 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 extensive extents or extensive (laughs) I pulled a cam
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's the over under on how many games before fire Jim Harding gets tweeted out
2: yeah well so I mean according to pick six previews Utah had the the top O-line really in both rushing and pass protection um, in the country last year so Kudos to Mr. Mister Harding, because that was not the case in week one, they, two, or they, three.
0: Did they delete the first three games from the record? <laughs> Hopefully.
2: <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. But what, what, what improvement we saw over that O-line. Because I'll tell you, if you go back and listen to the first three episodes of last season, it was not pretty in regards to the offensive line. I mean, it was some of the worst play I think we have seen as fans in <laughs> in a long time. Yeah, I mean, it was it was atrocious. But uh, you know, kudos kudos to that uh, that unit, man, because they 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 got it turned around and got it rolling. And and yes, we're gonna obviously uh, Cam, as you mentioned, we're replacing two key guys, but. Um. Really, I, I'll tell you, it better not take three games to get going again because you got Florida right out of the gate. You got You got to come out swinging, and so it's going to be interesting in in spring ball for this O line to kind of have an idea what it's going to look like in fall camp, and then in fall camp, give that starting five the reps needed so that game one they look like they know what they're doing. There's there's you know, uh, familiarity with, with each of these guys across the board, um, because you're going to have a new right tackle. You're going to have a new right guard. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who this is. You know, does Falcon, um, you know, lock down that right tackle or that zero Williams, there's talk there, that young guy. I mean, those guys are huge beasts. Michael Mokofisi was kind of, uh, um, I believe he was a walk-on, if I'm not mistaken, but kind of, kind of came on late last year and got some reps, and and he's showing really well. So he may be a guy that could sneak into that rotation. What I'm wondering about is what's happened to Jaron Kump. I mean, he 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 was supposed to be the future left tackle. Um, and, and the fact that we're moving Braden Daniels to left and I'm not seeing much talk about him being slid to right tackle makes me kind of interested to see, see what his future holds.
0: I wonder if he's not playing in spring because of his, his surgery
2: last year. I mean, yeah, it's possible, but. If that's the case, if you're just moving, if you're just moving Daniels over for spring, I don't, I don't know that I like that idea either. I mean, let's let's keep these guys where they're ultimately going to be be uh, um, playing in games. But I, by by the sounds of it, it's it sure sounds like Daniels is going to be your left tackle this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and that's kind of what everything's coming out right now with spring ball is Daniels will be left tackle, uh, and maybe even backup center uh, to Paul Maley. Uh, I, I totally agree with you, Scott, that you know that's one thing we've noticed with this Utah program Sasha or Jim Harding is they kind of like to play around with things, move guys kind of across the line until they kind of figure out, oh, this is the group that works together. They can't do that anymore, like what you were saying, Scott. Uh, when you open up against Florida, you have to know who your five guys are out there.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, especially, you know, it's it's one thing to lose some preseason uh, non-conference games. I shouldn't say preseason, non-conference games, um, but then be rolling for conference. That's great if all you're focused on is, is conference play. But if Utah, I mean, Utah legitimately has a chance to start top five, most likely top 10 in the preseason polls. And you've right out of the gates are traveling to Florida. With all the lights on you, so you have to come out. I mean, if you if if Utah literally wants to make a run at a potential college football playoff, O line has got to be got to be ready. Game one against Florida, you you just you, they have to be. You just cannot take so long to get going again.
1: I totally agree with, with what you guys are saying. Uh, whether the, the starters or the second unit. Uh, they really need to come in, step up, you know, kinda have that cohesive uh unit as the offensive line. Um but it's got as you were talking about kind of the guys that are, are are being singled out in camp. I, I do want to point out uh Michael Mokofisi, uh he got some pub from Kyle Winningham the other day, um in some interviews. Uh, Kyle flat out said that he is battling for that starting right right guard spot. So I don't know. That that kinda makes me a little bit nervous. Um, but at the same point that's what you want to see. You want to see those younger guys, kind of those unknown guys uh, that are pushing the other ones to be better. And hopefully through this camp and heading into fall, Harding can kind of see and kind of shape uh, how this offensive line uh, is going to work for the season. All right. So that will do it for this episode. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter?
0: At Drum and Feather. That's Drum, the letter N, Feather.
1: And Scott?
0: U uh, man underscore
2: forever.
1: You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Utah Man Podcast. And at our home, UtahManPodcast.com. And anywhere you listen to a podcast, we are there at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Until next time, go Utes.
2: Go Utes. Go Utes. We'll be till I die. Kay, We're good. Let's cut it.
1: The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the
2: University of Utah.